If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Henry Ford, I think, said that. Uh, and to change, I have found that it may feel like you're driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> it all made sense. Uh, I began to understand how the brain actually changes and that to learn something new will often feel like you're doing going against everything you believe to be true. Um, like learning to drive on the wrong side of the road. Uh, change takes time and persistence, but in the end, you will get there. And part of the change process is like learning how to drive on the supposedly wrong side of the road, to which you usually do. And uh, David Dale says that the priority of your feelings are to keep you safe and comfortable, but the divine priority for your life is to risk and grow. Which will it be? That's from David Riddell. You know, a counsellor friend of mine uh, once described his experience of driving in the countryside of Zambia. And in Zambia, they drive on the left-hand side of the road, similar to New Zealand, where I am. However, the challenge came when he and his wife travelled from Zambia, left-hand side of the road, to Angola, which was on the right-hand side of the road. He, you know, right on the border. <laughs> they had to sort of steer their car onto the other side of the road. Everything in their brain was screaming, this was wrong, this was dangerous, foolish. There was um, a level of anxiety as they crossed the road at the border. Uh, he had to keep saying to himself, keep right, keep right, keep right. <laughs> and his wife beside him would um, encourage him and uh, watch out for any uh, momentary lapses of concentration and drifting. Now after driving for, for many days on the right hand side of the road, uh, the brain began to accept this as the new normal. It had created new neurological pathways that kept them safe. It was hard at the start, but with repeated experiences, the brain changed its physical structure. And, and I'm so glad that the brain is plastic and is not concrete. Uh, one of the, the marvels of modern brain science is uh, the discovery of how plastic our brains are. Plastic in the sense that they can change and learn new ways of being. Uh, learning to drive on the other side of the road is but one example. Uh, we can also uh, learn a new language, take up a different career, change our perspective on life. Uh, one of my uh, favourite authors around brain science is Norman Deutsch. Now I probably butchered that name but that's his name. Uh, neuroplasticity is the property of the brain that enables it to change its own structure and functioning in response to activity and mental experience. Norman Deutsch, here's another quote. While we have yet to understand exactly how thoughts actually change brain structure, it is now clear that they do, and the firm line that de Sartes grew, drew between mind and brain is increasingly a dotted line. And here's another quote. As we age and plasticity declines, yes, <laughs> it becomes increasingly difficult for us to change in response to the world, even if we want to. We find familiar types of stimulation pleasurable. We seek out like-minded individuals to associate with. 
and research shows we tend to ignore or forget or attempt to discredit information that does not match our beliefs or perception of the world because it is very distressing and difficult to think and perceive in unfamiliar ways. Psychotherapy works by going deep into the brain and its neurons and changing their structure by turning on the right genes. Psychiatrist Dr. Susan Bourne has argued that the talking cure works by talking to neurons and that an effective psychotherapist or psychoanalyst is a microsurgeon of the mind who helps patients make needed alterations in neuronal networks. I love that idea of um, being a microsurgeon of the mind. It fits well with my uh, millimetre ministry concept of change. You see, uh, your brain is not concrete. <laughs> it's plastic. It can change and form new patterns. And the invite of Jesus, uh, there's an invite. Jesus himself crossed the border and entered a world where everyone was driving on the wrong side of the road to him. Everyone was doing their own thing. Uh, for Jesus, uh, kingdom living was one where you cared for, for the poor and the needy, where you uh, washed lepers' feet, uh, you loved others as you loved yourself, you uh, expressed love to an outcast woman, gave a purpose to a man rejected by the crowd, uh, you loved your enemies, uh, meals were eaten with the smelly outcasts, it was um, an upside down to what everyone else's brain was structure had been conditioned to believe as true and right. His divinely perfect way of thinking was constantly driving into the opposing traffic. <laughs> Eventually it took him out. It did, didn't it? Uh, a few people got the new driving style and got their kingdom driving license, but most walked away when the learning process got too hard and too challenging. Some people would uh, accept some of Christ's driving instructions, the ones that didn't cost them too much. But for the most part, they stayed in their lanes and tried to avoid Jesus and his driving. <laughs> the Christ still invites us to drive our lives in a way that seems opposed to everything our brains are conditioned to believe is true. Look, I have found that uh, the more in opposition to the invite, the more it might speak to uh, a kingdom driving style. For example, um, most writers and course creators on the internet uh, sell their books in a typical fashion of this product costs this amount of money. And a simple exchange of dollars for energy and for time. It's how the world works. It's an easy, clean, understandable exchange of energy. I, for a long time, have been trying this approach, but I've always struggled with the fact that uh, I know that some of the people that I uh, think would generally find it helpful, the stuff that I write, um, would not be able to access the content because of financial things, uh, such as money, or perhaps technology, or someone else might be holding the purse strings as such and they don't want them to know about um, them buying courses and books on these topics. So I don't want any barriers to stop people from getting uh, the help they need. And so 
everything is pay what you want, including free. <laughs> all the books, all the courses, all the conversations I have. What an upside down, back to front, driving on the wrong side of the road way of doing things. <laughs> you see, I am trusting a God of expanding provision to provide for my needs. Look, some people might give a little, and some people might give a lot, and I'm thankful for both. Uh, it took me a long time of repeatedly training the brain <laughs> to drive in opposition to some firmly held beliefs. But the freedom of generosity is immense and easy. No one goes away hungry. And I have other driving habits that I think that Christ continues to sit in the navigator seat and uh, guides me on. And when I believe my, Dave Riddell says that when I believe my feelings and those feelings misrepresent reality, I'm heading for a self-referential pit that will get deeper and darker as I dig myself into my homemade delusion. See, the driving, you've got a driving habit of your brain. That story about my counselling friend changing his driving habits from Zambia to Angola, that has helped me a great deal to change my thinking habits. I remember him telling me about it and then encouraging me to develop a thinking compass. And it's a place where I could store up new thinking habits and insights that would help me to drive on the kingdom side of the road. <laughs> and some of those, the most uh, significant um, thinking habits that I had to bring into place, these are what they are. What I focus on gets me. Focus on the negatives, challenges will always take me down. Focus on the positive, good things will always give me hope. Since every destination starts as a thought, I focus on where I want to go. Another one is that I design my life and build my future thought by thought. The subconscious can be reprogrammed through cognitive reassessments. A feeling of hopelessness, no matter how strong, is an echo and perception from the past and is not how things really are. Another one, no mood can resist the right truth at the right time. My feelings are merely reflecting what my heart believes. The thoughts I indulge grow stronger. The thoughts I acknowledge and put in their place lose their power to discourage me. I like that one. Now I've adapted these and others and now I listen to them every morning as part of my digging myself out of my whole course of the process. Now, this may sound kind of um, positive thinking and name it and claim it type stuff. It's not. People just like yourself do this all the time. People learn to drive on the supposedly wrong side of the road all the time and make significant, deep and long-lasting changes. You are the microsurgeon of the mind. And I want to focus on the millimetres. It's a millimetre ministry of brain. In fact, it's more likely a micrometer ministry, the size of one of our little brain cells. It's the repeating of what wires together, fires together. You are the one responsible for the wiring of your brain. <laughs> and the invite is to change the direction of your life by one neuron 
at a time. It will feel like you're driving on the wrong side of the road. It really will. Because, in a sense, you are. Your brain will want you to shift back to what feels normal, safe and comfortable. But over time, with persistence and encouragement, slowly the brain will rewire itself to the new. It will probably take around about 63 days to rewire beliefs into your brain. But in fact, it's a lifetime road trip. <laughs> and you can find out more about how to do this in my course, uh, Digging Yourself Out of the Hole. And uh, it's pay what you want. Um, but start by creating your very own thinking compass. Those things that you need to keep on telling yourself. Here's some quotes to consider. In order to oppose the influence and direction of one's old feelings, a rational mind must need, must first needs a very good reason. Without truth to reassure, change is impossible. David Riddell Mental passivity, once identified, needs to be actively opposed by questioning everything. Initiative and learning are like a muscle. They must be exercised regularly to work well. David Riddell your concept of yourself can oppose God's ability to help you. He cannot violate it to change you without raping your identity. Eventually we must go to him to discover who we are. David Riddell To achieve radical change, I need to call some of my feelings liars and choose to side with truth against my own emotions until my feelings come around. David Riddell if it's been learned, it can always be unlearned, e.g. ways of coping, personal habits, survival kits, and nasty addictions. David Riddell Believing all of my emotions is the shortest way into the loop of insanity. First the truth, then faith in the truth, then the feelings will come around. David Riddell Some people will de deliberately shoot themselves in the foot in order to get back to familiar feelings of failure, because familiar always feels safer. Dave Riddell When I believe my feelings, and those feelings misrepresent reality, I'm headed for a self-referential pit that will get deeper and darker as I dig myself into my homemade delusion. David Riddell My feelings may in fact only be leftovers of another time, another place, another person. But have those feelings been ever been told that it's over? That was then, this is now. Dave Riddell The priority of your feelings are to be safe and comfortable, but the divine priority for your life is to risk and grow. Which will it be? Some feelings are just habits from childhood circumstances. Feeling left out, inadequate or misjudged are often only ghosts from the past. David Riddell Get control of your feelings before your feelings get control of you. <laughs> Emotions are not a reliable guide to how things are. For me to begin my journey toward healing, I must first make a <coughs> commitment to be on my own team. The world is cruel enough without being me going against my successes. Andrew Bauman. Here's some questions for you to consider.
have you had to drive on the opposite side of the road? <laughs> what was it like? How long did it take you to fully adjust to this new way of driving? Number two, can you think of an example where you have had to oppose all your natural inclinations and habits and learn something completely new? Number three, which quote above seems to challenge or connect with you the most? Create a habit where you read it every day for the next 63 days and see what happens in your thinking and behaviour. Hey, I hope you found this really helpful and I'm so I'm excited always to bring this sort of stuff to you. And uh, if you'd like to email me, it's barry at turningthepage.co.nz and um, just a big thank you, a big shout out to those people who um, regularly support Turning the Page by giving a little bit of money each month. You can find out how to be part of my support team at turningthepage.co forward slash support. Okay, until next week, mm, think about what it's like to be driving on the opposite side of the road. Bye.